Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. And we have some awesome guests on the podcast this morning. This is Michelle and Shay Watson with the Pantry Podcast. That is the name of their podcast. They are professional podcasters and they have so many cool ministries. I can't even keep track of everything they do. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love for you guys to talk about your ministry and about your podcast a little bit before we begin. Yeah. So the Pantry Podcast serves up spiritual nutrition to hungry Christian soldiers that crave truth over cavities. And that's a mouthful that pretty much says that the world is full of battles and none of them are mundane. And we're about helping you fill your pantry, your eternal pantry, with what actually will nourish you in ways that count. Hmm. So that's that's what we do each and every week. And we drop episodes on Wednesday. That's awesome. And I heard that you guys also work with a church out in Kenya as well. Absolutely. Uh, I work with Pastor Jackson from uh, Kisumu, a church in Kisumu in the slums. Uh, Awesome opportunity. We've been working together for about eight years. Uh, When COVID started, uh, we had an opportunity to work together to build the first uh, Kenya food pantry in Kisumu. So we've been feeding people since uh, 2020 through all of the pandemic and and the loss of jobs. And it's been really a blessing to see everybody come together, Um, even the churches, the community, being able to feed a lot of people and just seeing them really trust in the Lord. That is super awesome and such a great ministry to have. I will definitely drop a link in the bio of this podcast episode for everybody listening so that you guys can navigate over to the Pantry Podcast. It is a great podcast that I definitely recommend. But let's go ahead and uh, read Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20 today. And I'm going to have the Watsons help me here. We're going to ask them some questions and and see um, what they have to say about this uh, portion of scripture today. But as I always do, I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. Again, he began to teach by the seaside. A great multitude was gathered to him so that he entered into a boat in the sea and sat down. All the multitude were on the land by the sea. He taught them many things in parables and told them in his teaching. Listen, behold, the farmer went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the road and the birds came and devoured it. Others fell by the rocky ground where it had little soil and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. When the sun had risen, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. Others fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no fruit. Others fell into the good ground and it yielded fruit, growing up and increasing. Some produced 30 times, some 60 times and some 100 times as much. He said, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked him about the parables, and he said to them, To you is given the mystery of God's kingdom, but to those who are outside, all things are done in parables, that seeing they may see, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest perhaps 
They should turn again and their sins should be forgiven them. From Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. He said to them, don't you understand this parable? How will you understand all of the parables? The farmer sows the word. The ones by the road are the ones where the word is sown. And when they have heard, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. These in the same way are those who are sown on the rocky places, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with joy. They have no root in themselves, but are short-lived. When oppression or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they stumble. Others are those who are sown among the thorns. These are those who have heard the word. And the cares of this age and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Those which were sown on the good ground are those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit some 30 times, some 60 times, and some 100 times. So that was quite a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great portion of scripture, right? So I would love to ask you guys some questions. Um, So for both of you, what stands out? to you the most about this portion of scripture, do you think? So the thing that I find interesting is just the process of seeds. And when they say that the seed did sprout, it it did have the spark of life intertwined in that definition. And so when you're talking about a seed in the world, those live and they die. Some never even come into fruitfulness. But when you're talking about the eternal in a state where you cannot lose your salvation and you can only be born again one time, I always look at the seed and I say, if life sprung from that seed in the eternal, then that person may not have those fruits that you can see. You know, the people who say, I don't see any fruits. I don't see any fruits. Um, But that person did have that born again moment. And we all want to be that final seed that was put in the good soil that has those strong roots. But there's a process. And so even though there is that adversity that can come in in the thorny ground, for example, it doesn't mean that that person lost their salvation because often this is used as a proof that, see, they lost their salvation too, despite the fact that they were choked out, but they did have life. And in salvation, you cannot lose that life. So it's an important thing to think about that he chose seed because once life sprouts from it, you can't undo that. Hmm. Minus the seed that uh, was eaten by the birds, of course. Correct. (laughs) Because that one didn't even have any roots. Exactly. Yeah, that one didn't have a life. Right. So, yeah, that is a very interesting point that I never actually considered is, yes, the seed does have some life in it. So it says that, you know, some fell on the ground and it was choked up by the, the thorns and some uh, fell on the, the rocky soil, it had no depth, you know, the sun scorched it. So, yeah, that's a that's a very interesting point. So I want you to elaborate on that a little bit more, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I definitely want to agree that the very first example of the seeds, they it's never said that they sprout. It's never said that they take root. They're snatched up immediately. And we can kind of see in the different analogies that we would come up with in our heads how that would play out. But it means you did not you were not born again. But The second one, I would say, depending on the translation, and even when you look into Strong's and Blue Letter Bible, that one, you can kind of land either or. Uh, Did it ever have roots? Did it sprout, but there were no roots, meaning it was kind of a dud? Or did it take root? But the second, I mean, the third and the fourth examples are both people that clearly were saved, are saved, but one is bearing tons of fruit because they're 
their roots are growing and expanding and the other one at some point that fruitfulness falls off doesn't mean that they have lost their salvation but something's come along to choke out the joy and some might say that's backsliding some might say that's a that's a dark struggled filled season but regardless the thing that stuck out to me from the very beginning because i know the paradigm is you cannot lose your salvation so none of these parables can point toward a loss of salvation so the Mm -hmm. thing that kept sticking out to me is these are seeds and once a seed sprouts it's alive and i think it also i mean getting a little bit more theological here i think we could also even uh say that the people who you know were choked out could be like the lukewarm christians that sometimes we've talked about a little bit on this podcast so yes i mean there are christians out there for sure that have heard it and just other cares of the world have choked it away from i, I can't exactly i don't know how to put that exactly but Grit, yeah that's some, a, something else is sitting on the throne right the yes they have another idol talking. Yeah. Yes, that is an excellent way to put that. Yes, there's another idol right. in in their uh, minds, you know, rather than God. And, you know, being without fruit is not a place you want to stay in. I mean, Jesus so many times throughout scripture always says, bear fruit, bear fruit. You need to bear fruit. It, it's very important. It is something that Jesus puts great importance on. In fact, many of his uh, parables are talking a lot about bearing fruit. The Christian who bears fruit is the one who um, is in line with God's will and stuff like that. And how Jesus often talks about, <laughs> I've mentioned this so many times on this podcast already, but the tares in the wheat, you know, the tear. It's somebody who is among the wheat. You know, it looks like a wheat, but it's not a wheat. It is a crappy little weed that doesn't produce anything. It's a weed. And so Jesus mentions in a parable that he's going to pluck out those tares from the wheat, those weeds from the wheat. And that is not a place that we want to be. We want to be producing fruit. We want to be a Christian that is... um, in line with God's will and is always producing fruit. So so I want to elaborate on that more. So how do you get back to the word at that point? How would you help somebody get back to the correct path and start producing fruit in that moment? I think the thing that people tend to forget is the asking of questions is so powerful. Jesus continuously asked questions and he wasn't all he, he definitely told you how it should be. But the way to move a person is not always to kind of force it on them because how many of us are impacted by being told what to do? Sometimes it works depending on our emotional state, our mental state, but those are so finicky. But if you ask them questions that lead them into deeper thinking, they can come to those conclusions privately with the Holy Spirit in them. And kind of that, then they, they're like, that was my idea, right? But it, not, it wasn't necessarily, but they come to it in the way that speaks best to them to move forward and pursue the word again. So asking questions, insightful questions for them that help lead them rather than, you know, con- condemning or saying, you know, you're not doing it right. It's not going to work out. But instead, just asking questions and we can learn the kind of questions we ask by trusting the spirit and reading the kind of questions that Christ asked while he was here. Right. And it's all through the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, that's some life coaching principles right there. 
<laughs> I, uh, I, my pastor is actually a life coach, and that's one of his big things. He's like, always ask questions. And uh, I used to have a life coach. That's what they do. They ask you questions to help you along and stuff like that. And uh, Shay, I'd love to hear from you. So what, what's something that stood out to you I've always about liked, this portion? Oh, I'm sorry. I've always liked the idea of, of the seed because the seed is just something that's planted. Um, and, and then, then there's the watering and then there's the growing, right? And we have to understand, and, and when we jump into this, this seed that has been thrown, this is the seed of knowledge. This is the seed of the word of God. This is the seed that brings us to that position of salvation that leads us there. And we have to understand that we can plant seeds and, and I'm speaking from our side, right? And we're throwing out these seeds, but God will always come in. See, mm. we, we, it's, it's the seed goes out. It can be watered on our side, but the growth has to come from God. And it goes right back to what Michelle is saying about questions, ask questions, continually seek. When we're sitting there talking about how do the fruits get built, it's, it's, I, I always call it three things, worship, word, and prayer. Mm. You know, in that worship time, man, I'm looking at God in reverence. I'm looking at God like in, in that fear that they talk about, that reverent fear. And I'm sitting there saying, man, I love who he is. Right. I right. want to be closer to him. How do I do this? Well, I do it from reading the word of God. Mm -hmm. I look at the word of God. I sit in the word of God. I ask the Holy Spirit to show me this word of God. And then prayer. We have to be in this communication. Like she's saying, these questions, we have to be in this constant, this, this constant need and desire to seek the word of God, to seek Christ, to seek what the Holy Spirit is going to give us. Yeah, that's great. I totally agree. Worship, prayer, and what was the other thing? Word. <laughs> Worship, word, yes, and prayer. Those are the, I completely agree with that. That is the way you are going to build that fruit and really have a, a love for God's word and scripture and um, actually just God. And so I would love to ask you guys one more question. Actually, a couple more questions. Um, so why do you think Jesus spoke to the crowd in these parables? Why do you think he did that? Me or you? <laughs> well, I mean, I have a thought, but I thought this was also good. Well, it, it, it ties in. Okay, so parables. Why, why, why would he speak parables? Well, he was very clear, um, and it really shows it in this. So he spoke parables to the crowd. Now, in that crowd were his disciples. Now, what was cool about this is when he pulled away from the crowd, what did the disciples do? The disciples asked a question. We, we, we don't understand this. And so when we start talking about this and we start talking about this communication, so, you know, getting into the word and asking and, and asking these questions, we start getting into this, this thought process of, I need more. I need an understanding. And so they were trusting in Jesus to bring them this understanding. And that is where they started to grow. So as, as we sit there and we look at Mark 4, 9, we see him, he says, you know, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, where are, where are our ears? You know, where are our eye gates and our ear gates? What are we allowing to come in? What are we listening to? Who are we listening to? See, we have to understand. And then if you jump down, it's like you jump down to uh, Mark 4, 11 and 12. It says, and he said to them, to you is given the mystery of God's kingdom. But to those who are outside, all things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear, but not understand. Lest perhaps they should turn again and their sins should be forgiven to them. So see, we have to come to this understanding of belief. We have to come to this understanding of believing in Jesus Christ. And then we have to understand and, and believe and trust that his word is infallible. His word is inerrant. His word is exactly the way it needs to be. Colossians 3, 5, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, hold on, I'm, I'm trying to think, 3, 2, I'm sorry. It says, set your minds on things above, not the things 
of this earth. And when we start looking at this parable, we start looking at the seeds, we start seeing this growth that's in the seed, right? We see this life seed, the ones that sit there and say, you know what? I need to shut the world off. I need to, I need to start listening to the word of God. I need to stop taking my life and comparing it to the word and start comparing the word to my life. And in that we start shutting down the world and we start listening to the heavenly things and see, what does that do though? It allows the Holy Spirit, what we were talking, what you said briefly mentioned, right? The Holy Spirit to start to manifest itself in our lives. And you got to understand that the Holy Spirit is only speaking the word. We're receiving the word through the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah, that's great. Because it says in, in verse nine, he says, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. That's like a call to action. Yes. Jesus is telling the crowd, like, if you guys can hear this, let that Holy Spirit in, you know. And so he says to the um, disciples, he actually quotes that passage that you just mentioned. That's from uh, Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. And that verse says, um, go tell the people you hear indeed, but don't understand. You see indeed, but you don't perceive. Make the heart of this people fat. Make their ears heavy and their eyes shut, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn again and be healed. So that is a direct quote that Jesus is saying <clears throat> from Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. I mean, we've talked about hard hearts before on this podcast. The heart of these people is just so hard. Even if they heard everything and, you know, Jesus spoke in the clearest terms that he could possibly speak in, many of the people wouldn't understand. They wouldn't care that their hearts would be so hard anyway. He's giving the crowds a call to action. Don't make your hearts hard. Listen, understand. And that's personally what I believe. I think that that is what Jesus is saying here with those two things. What, what do you guys think about that? I, I definitely think that there is a, I personally love analogies. And one of the things that they do is they illustrate a point on so many levels that the, depending on the knowledge of the person hearing it, it can speak in all these ways, which means they're harder to destroy and pervert when you have a very clear, simple statement. One, simple isn't always easy, but second, one additional word, one retracted word can change the entire meaning. And because it's so straightforward, people are going to quote that more than anything else, because that's the time it was said clearly. But if you blend in all of these analogies, these parables that have so many different ways of illustrating that point on all of these different levels, and you're talking to a group of people that all understand a portion, you're encouraging the fellowship that you say is so important because people like to understand. And so now you are dropping knowledge and they're like, what? And they're all sitting around after refining one another and fellowshipping together. And it's becoming more meaningful to them. And it's something they can visualize. And then when you put all these parables together, they all reinforce the simple point as it was intended to be. And they aren't reinforcing the perverted, you know, short statement that the enemy constantly is trying to put out there to compete with the truth. So I think that there were a lot of reasons why parables were used um, for artistic reasons, because God knows how we are and he knows that we resonate with that. But also as a as like a fail safe, um, because the more it's funny, the more science has come in. Um, like this is how a seed works and you can observe this and you plant a thousand seeds and this is what's going to happen to them. These things are going to happen to them. Um, it just reinforces what the life walk is of a person 
that has been introduced to the gospel. It's a very interesting point you make about, um, you know, Jesus speaking in parables, because my husband and I are very different people. And he will read a portion of scripture and get something completely different out of it than I would. There's so many depths and layers to the Bible. It's just so fascinating when you really go back and and look at all of this stuff. And that's why I love having guests on the podcast, because they bring a completely new perspective to some of these passages that I probably wouldn't have ever thought of. <laughs> or to, at least it would have taken me years and years to think of that after reading it again. But God is not the author of confusion. It specifically says that in the Bible. You know, we can understand scripture through the Holy Spirit. But we can look at this passage of scripture here that, that Jesus is saying to the multitudes about the, the different seeds being sown. And although we know what is being said, because Jesus specifically states what this parable means, we can take different things from it and each learn a little bit differently about some of the stuff that Jesus is saying here in this parable. Man, it's, it has been a pleasure to be here today. And, you know, I just challenge the new believers or the believers who's been in the word for a long time that we just need to have ears that hear. You know, one, one last verse on that would be Revelation 3.22, where it says, whoever has ears, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. We need to be open to that spirit, the one that guides us in truth, that glorifies and testifies Christ, that reveals Christ to us and in us. This is who we need to be connected to. We need to be open to the word of God and we need to allow mm-hmm. it to change us. Right. That's awesome. That's a great call to action to conclude this podcast episode. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. And also, I definitely want you guys to take a look at the Pantry podcast. Once again, I'm going to drop a link to it in the bio of this podcast episode so everybody can navigate over there. And you have a new podcast to listen to. (laughs) So that would be so great for you guys to listen to the Pantry podcast. And um, thank you guys so much for coming on this morning. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Great. You have an awesome ministry as well. I just want to shoot that out. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but um, friends and faithful listeners, as I say at the end of every single podcast episode, happy listening and God bless. <laughs>